0: Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for another double episode of Bleach Season 2, Episode 6 and 7. Formation, the worst tag story by Noriyuki Abe, directed by Taguchi Kimura, and written by Masashi Sogo. Release the Death Blow, was directed and story by Junya Kashiba And once again, written by Masashi Soko. Let's get directly into it. But before we do, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review, my social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. They finally changed the opening credits. I was used to the one song. Now I got another song. I do like the animation, but both credit opening songs just don't do it for me. Despite blowing up if they are separated, each one of our heroes lands separately and safely in different areas of the Saratai. Of course, Ichigo is paired with Ganju, who saves them in a sand pit. Seppa seems to be one of his consistent go-tos before the two of them get back to doing what they do best. I am a god, you dull creature. They are approached by two guards who feel very lucky to engage the Ryokas. Taking my way through the hood, sipping this yak. Niggas about to get blown with the Mac. Blink it, get it, get it, it. Riding around the block with a Glock. Yo ass finna get shot. Chad survives due to his robo arm, but now is unsure what he is to do, hiding in the bushes. Yorichi is able to disappear easily from his attackers and finds being alone a much preferable option god motherfucking damn i'm tired of niggas god damn it i'm tired of niggas them kids only do keep failing him so he's probably like i can probably get more shit done if i do it by myself ashita lands with miss inu who's dreaming of ichigo i caught that he bandaged up her arm and feels bad that she got hurt shielding him but she quickly removes his guilt by pointing out how his need to carry bandages saved her life in turn they both leave before a crowd arrives that is the saving grace of inu is she's always quick to alleviate any negative or disheartening feelings in her friends, especially when they feel the lowest. Cause in his mind, being a Quincy is protecting women and children, even though she's hardly a damsel in distress. I don't like how he keeps placing her in that situation, but then again, her on her own is a disaster. While doing his lucky dance, Ganju decides it's a good time to run as their powers are greater than Ichigo, in particular, Ganju. So he figures, if you don't do what's best for you, I'm gonna do what's best for me. Ichigo doesn't run because he says, what's the point if you're gonna catch me? Besides, I'm here to tell you right now we don't care <laughs> let me tell you, all right, let me tell you we don't care the two are well matched and since he isn't a captain that makes sense after they both spill blood that was the highlight of the episode for me was the transition there when it went completely to red and showing the stark contrast he wants to be friends with ichigo but of course ichigo declines Ganju is running for dear life, using his magical skills to escape from his pursuer, who is only too happy to tell him where he's ended up, which happens to be an execution ground where criminals were forced to fight hollows while the elite watched. Let the games begin. I'm going to call him pretty boy because he seems to be under the delusion that he is. I'm tired of playing these games. Turn and face me and meet your fate. While continuing to fight his partner, Ichigo is complimented on his skills as a warrior, though he acts like a greenhorn. He very much has natural abilities that match his own, which impresses him. I'm calling him lucky. I think even Ichigo calls him lucky. Who He asks who his teacher is, and Ichigo... Says, well, I wouldn't call him my teacher, but ten days gave me a hell of a a level up in training department. With none other than Kitsuki Yarahara, a name recognized by Lucky, who shows the full strength of his sword, learn Ichigo into an opening that ends up being a death trap. Oh, shit, fucked up. The self-proclaimed pretty and crude one feels fear increases their uh, beauty appeal so that's why he wants to see the the tearing ganju's eyes at facing him they're surprised when ganju's continuous tricks including have an additional having an additional spear that protects him from the soul reaper's blades even though, can a sickle really be considered as such? Are <laughs> you serious? I don't care how many blades came out of it. I I would have laughed right in his face. Like, do you even know what my dude rolled up with? I mean, did you see that type of... Uh... Oh, what is the damn... Oh, that's gonna bother me. Cause it's reminiscent of a character in the oh <laughs> sleepy something night something. It's close. It's like so close. It's oh, that's gonna bother me. Silent Hill that's the movie silent hill doesn't his weapon look just like the one of that big scary guy who has a name but i don't remember what the name is is silent hill a japanese originated series as well i am unsure unsure back to the show though ichigo is injured but not defeated having completely misread as he was warned not to do Apparently, the only way to get recognition around here is to kill opponents. So while he has compassion in his heart and would have taken him in alive, because he has training, he seems inclined to defeat him in battle. Ichigo must have some bandages too somewhere tucked away because he patches himself up before going on the offensive, telling him, you haven't seen my skill yet. That's it. I'm going to kick your ass. Then I'm going to reenact kicking your ass. I'm not messing around. Which concludes the episode. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Not as strong as the next episode, which I felt had a little bit more going on. I felt like the first five minutes was just backtracking everything we already seen and known. There is someone that's chasing Ishida, or at least following Ashita and Inu, but they didn't present themselves in the following episode like the others did to uh, Ichigo and Ganju. Yorichi watches the incompetence search commencing and isn't concerned at all. Because it looks very scattered and not uh, efficient. A servant is told by another member that Rakia has been moved, causing them to become upset. I don't know who this person is, and it didn't reference back to them. And they've done this a few times, at least in the last episode, there are a couple of characters that were just a part of squads and their names are just dropped out of there. And there's no, there's no uh, further explanation on why this person is upset, why their are friends. Uh, are they just in the same household? How did you not catch her being, you know, told out like that? They're also, explained to or told to not explain to to report back to their squad which is number four due to the intrusions Rikia cannot feel any spiritual energy in her cell but wonders about the light she saw that morning and if it could possibly be Ichigo lucky and Ichigo go for round two with Ichigo being the one once again on his behind but finally anticipating his opponent's attack having snatched off part of his sword and that is to Ichigo's um to his favor is that he's able to take a lot of the brunt of the assault to learn his opponent's uh techniques particularly when they feel like they're showing their awe before he unveils the full extent of his power ashita tells inu to hide when he sees a group of guards ahead she had one job and failed miserably because he turned back to look at her and here she come running down with so many more having found them saying she went scouting well you did a fucked up job ashita tries to play the gentleman once again saying i'll have to fight she's like i can too but he primarily wants her to get away so that he can be the hero. But seeing how many there are converging on them, they think it's better to fight a different day. Right you are, motherfucker! Chad, hanging out in the trees, sees the commotion and decides to investigate, believing it must be one of his friends. Kenny wonders if any or all of this running... Is gonna be necessary or pay off any type of dividend because he ain't found no one yet. Ichigo, now having the upper hand, strikes a blow that Lucky cannot fight off, wounding him pretty badly. Still, Lucky won't go down unless he cuts his arm off. Then he charged. Honor, banner, faster, stronger. So you get nothing you lose good day sir if this was a fight with a captain i would have been a little bit annoyed considering we met a captain and they went up against ichigo and he's just no fucking match despite all of his positive reinforcement spiritual energy but that he's going against someone who would essentially be at his level And defeats them, I feel a lot better about. The depiction of the fight was really well done. It's really good action sequences. Ganju is able to release a smoke bomb, but doesn't think to remove himself from the fumes. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. He and his opponent, Pretty Boy, end up stumbling over the ledge and now try to avoid falling into the death pit Which ends up being a garbage dump because fall they do and it's not even that far down. And then the chase begins once again. Ichigo learns when you are unconscious, your Z power, that's what I'm going to call the sword, returns to normal because he destroyed it no matter its destruction. He uses spiritual energy to heal himself and Lucky, who feels both shamed and relieved to be alive. It's like, I should kill you right now, but my back is broke. Ichigo has one question Where is my wife? Uh, Lucky laughs at the absurd notion that he's going to rescue Rakia with five humans and an animal. So hard that he opens his wound, but tells him where he can find her, which is in the west at the White Tower. He asks who is the strongest in their group, Lucky does, and when Ichigo says it would be himself, he tells him, you need to watch out for my captain, his captain being Kenny, who likes to hunt down and fight the strongest of them. Uh, It needs to get going before more come. And that's how we conclude the episode. So we had a fair fight. We had camaraderie. We had a little back and forth, a little taunting, a little talking shit. But we walked away with mutual respect and no death for the other. Something they don't expect, that mercy in the world that they are at. And I think that that is a testament to the society that they have created which doesn't feel as if it's uh quite quite on the up and up i like this episode much better i gave it an 8.9 out of 10 they said the fighting sequences were awesome even the scene where he looked over ashita and she wasn't even there that was pretty funny The Ganju and Pretty Boy fight is the least exciting out of all of it just because his opponent is whatever. I will say, for a man with that much weight on him, he can sure as shit do some track because I couldn't have ran that many miles. Hell no. I think it's interesting that they haven't ran into any captains yet. And I think they're extremely lucky. So... If they they continue on this track, they, they definitely need to avoid Kenny. But I, I have a feeling Kenny ain't going to get avoided. If you want to send feedback on our next double episode, blackercouch at gmail.com, where you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>